0: Welcome to the Risk and Repeat Podcast, episode number 128. I'm Rob Wright, editor of Search Security, and I am here, not with Peter Lotion, but with senior reporter Michael Heller. Mike, welcome. Good to be here
1: in Chernobyl for once.
0: Yes, yes, in the hot, hot confines of this little podcast studio that we have here. Uh, So we're going to talk today about the Facebook breach, which you've been covering. You've written a couple pieces on there's been some new developments with this. I, I I think we're both in agreement that the incident itself is, you know, it's it's newsworthy. But there's a lot of I guess things around the the breach. There's a lot of questions, implications, sort of stuff going on uh, beyond just sort of the technical specifics of what happened here. Which are, again, they're not uninteresting. I'm actually, uh, I, I was very interested in in learning the particulars of the of the breach and and all that sort of it entailed um but but sort of the the, there's a bigger picture beyond just sort of the technical nature of what happened here that i think uh opens up a lot of questions for not just facebook but for infosec in general identity and access management breach reporting and all that so we'll try to to get to those big questions um but i guess to to summarize Yeah, Facebook got breached, and they disclosed it. What was it? It was the end of September.
1: Sounds about right. It was late in September, and then a couple weeks later, they had, yeah, 28th, they first reported it and thought it was 50 million people affected. Then a couple weeks later, they came back and said, no, it was actually only 29 to 30, depending on how you want to actually count it, because 30 million access tokens were stolen but only 29 million of those people had any data taken which is
0: odd but yeah okay uh, yeah no it's it was uh, when when we first saw the news of this happening it looked like it was bad like it, it I, you know you, you see 50 million accounts and it doesn't seem i mean how many users does facebook have over a billion yeah well over, well over a billion. So fifty million kind of seems like a drop in the bucket, but it, it, in terms of whatever of everything that was going on with Facebook, you know, the issue they had with the two-factor authentication, um, you know, using the two FA phone numbers, and you know, there's other stuff that's been going on with the company. Cambridge it, it's Analytica, of course. Cambridge Analytica, obviously, the election interference. Mm-hmm. This has been a lot. Um, Alex Stamos, uh, the the CISO, leaving uh, a couple months ago. It just seemed like an inopportune thing to have happened, but then you you read about what what happened and the way they downgraded sort of the scope of the breach and what and what was what was done and and how users were affected and you i gotta be honest it doesn't look nearly as bad as when you first hear the news that oh my gosh 50 million and, and everybody was kind of freaking out about why do I have to keep like relogging in or or uh, you know to, to my account uh, what's going on here and sure enough it's it's not I mean I think would you agree what's not as bad as as I guess
1: oh definitely I mean at, at first Facebook definitely overestimated the damage in this yeah. completely like they said 50 potentially 50 million they even said up to 90 million mm. uh, could have been tangentially affected somehow and then downgraded it to 29 30 million and said that they haven't found any evidence that the tokens were used with any connected third party apps right um, so yeah they they definitely overestimated it at the beginning which i i mean all of this reporting and how it's come out and the details and everything like that it it's been very confusing and from everybody that I've talked to, it feels like this is just the world of GDPR now because you have to disclose within three days. Yeah. So you're not going to know everything. So you say what you know, and then the speculation machine gets going and it sounds bad. And then two weeks later, you're like, well, it really wasn't that bad. But the ball's already rolling. Like people, there are investigations happening in uh, Ireland. Yeah. Based on GDPR, yep. There was a new report that a Japanese agency wants more of an investigation. You know, there's a lot of potentially, in you know, affected users from around the world. Yeah. And we still don't really know a lot of what happened.
0: Yeah. No, and it, it's interesting because you would think that companies would have an, an incentive. They do have an incentive to sort of when they announce a breach. When they disclose that they've had some type of security incident, they obviously want it to look a, 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 as good as it can possibly be, right? They yeah. don't want it. They don't want to overestimate. They want to minimize it, mm-hmm. especially public companies. Facebook, you know, which Facebook is, but you then you look at this and you say, well, like in terms of the, uh, I, I don't know, in terms of compliance, you you want to. You'd rather overestimate, and I think yeah. for users, you you I guess from from an image standpoint, you'd probably want to overestimate too, and then come back and say, you know, we looked into this; it's not as bad.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially as you as you said, there have been a lot of security issues kind of piling up for Facebook, so they they have to appear proactive. They have to appear like they are you know doing everything possible to make sure that they catch everything and they've of uh, you know let everybody know who could potentially be affected and they've reset all those tokens they've done everything possible yeah because they know that they're they're already in the hot seat based on privacy issues in the past yep and just add that to the GDPR coming into effect like this is this is a this is the first big test case for the GDPR like we don't actually know what's going to happen because it's never been done before they've never yeah. investigated they've never had to levy any fines so we, it's all new
0: yeah so i want to get into the the Wall Street Journal report about i, I guess the reported Attackers, threat actors behind mm-hmm. this. So when I first saw the news that Facebook had been breached, 50 million accounts, even even downgraded to 30 million accounts, I immediately thought, well, this has got to have something to do with either a nation state or you know, an election interference type thing. Uh, even when I read sort of the particulars of what went on, and, and you mentioned the access tokens, basically, for those that don't know, uh, the the threat actors in question here used uh, access tokens that were generated by the view as feature. View as basically allows you to go on your Facebook page and see it as I guess anybody, anybody, yeah, just
1: you get to you choose what it would look like for certain people.
0: Yeah, a friend, yeah. a non friend. Uh, if your if your account is private, uh, and it's it, it's weird because I was reading through. Facebook's description of this and and they said you know the attackers in question they i don't read from the statement it says they quote already controlled a set of accounts which were connected to Facebook friends they they used an automated technique to move from account to account so they could steal the access tokens of those friends and for friends of those friends and so on and so on do you know how much work that is (laughs) like like that I mean yes it's automated but like that's that's some planning like i I, to first to to find that feature and find out that you can get the access tokens and then to set up i guess an automated way to start going working through this network of associated people to get those tokens i mean that's it it's that second part
1: that we're not sure how difficult that is like yeah it's it's tough to find this vulnerability and figure out how to exploit it but then just because the nature of Facebook and what it is and how it works maybe it's not that hard to automate a tool that goes through the network because I mean that's part of that's the basis of the entire thing it's the social network
0: right but then to like collect all that data too on those profiles it's a lot I mean I, I I read that and I said this has got to be like some fancy bear, cozy bear, APT 28, whatever, whatever you want to call like the latest, you know, uh, uh, nation state group du jour, uh, or it was some type of, you know, election interference thing where, oh, they're stealing information on these accounts. They're going to target, you know, these, these people for the midterm. Who knows? Mm -hmm. And then, and then you get the wall street journal report. What was it last week? I think it was, that basically uh, yeah. says uh, Facebook believes the hackers are spammers. This this was a purely a cyber crime mm-hmm. endeavor where these guys went in. They used this unbelievable amount of access that they had accrued to basically just collect, I guess, data on people for. It says to make money through deceptive, deceptive advertising. advertising. What a world we live in! <laughs> oh my goodness. I mean, you know, you know my reaction. I mean, you were you were on Slack that day, and I'm sitting there going, "This is." I, I was, I was floored by this. I could not believe it, and I,
1: I'm pretty sure you. I, I feel like you were off that day, and you still chimed I in. I was off that day. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the truth. I was. Uh, yeah, I'm sitting there. Yeah, on my day off, going, "What? What is? What is going on? This can't be." And I guess part of the reason I I thought that. I mean, the other half of the reason, I guess, like, because I initially thought that anything involving Facebook and that level of access that these mm-hmm. guys had apparently attained, that would be a nation state. But I also thought, I mean, don't cyber criminals that do this type of scammy, spammy, advert, you know, deceptive advertising type stuff, they go for the lowest common denominator. You're talking about somebody that got into Facebook and discovered a way to, like – breach accounts. And as we've heard, you know, unfortunately with like Saudi Arabia, there was just the report about Twitter. I mean, this is, this is important stuff. Like to be able to get into these accounts and figure out contact information, Mm -hmm. what they're posting. Uh, if those accounts are set to private or friends only or whatever you want to call it, like that's pretty valuable. And like they used it to,
1: (laughs) yeah, that's so, I mean, obviously we're all primed to assume that anything that happens with Facebook is a nation-state activity and has something to do with the election, just because it it always is. But in this case, it it doesn't make a lot of sense, mostly because, I mean, what do they really gain from doing this? So they get information so that they can use deceptive marketing. Yeah. But, I mean... You're probably already selling ads on Facebook. Yeah. You already get a lot of that marketing data through that system.
0: get it through APIs. Uh, I yeah, mean, as you, Cambridge Analytica showed, you know. Yeah, yeah, so
1: I don't, like, is this just instead of paying for certain targeted advertising, you just pay for general and you already have the information? Like, it, I, it, it saves you some money, I don't understand. It's so
0: weird. It's so weird. I mean, I really was and, and And, you know, I, I, I had the same questions. Like, What was the point of doing this? And then I thought to myself, well, if 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 one group is willing to do this. And they know that they can. I'm worried that other groups are going to be like, sure, let's take a look and see what like, let's shake the, you know, the Twitter tree. Let's go to, I mean, LinkedIn's obviously, you know, been breached and they've had, you know, that stuff, but, but Threat Actor goes, I'm, goes back to that. And ju- just for this type of spammy mm-hmm. advertising marketing crap, like that's, yeah. I have,
1: I mean, I have to assume if, if this is true that it was spammers that did this and that got this information, I mean, they probably sold it right away. I it has to be out there somewhere
0: i would see i disagree i would think that if you're going to go through that type of effort to get this data you would want to use it for yourself somehow and then maybe like it's just they're they're using it i mean maybe it's 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 a it's a spam factory maybe it really is and there is no third party that there's i don't know um it's hard to tell and you know the you know the wall street journal story isn't it's not very long like it's it's yeah. it's it, this is just a glimpse of what's going on. Yeah,
1: there's very little information. It's unnamed sources and Facebook never denied the the story, no. which is kind of all we have to to go by. Right, right. Um, but at the same time they Facebook had said previously that they were told by the FBI to not talk about who might be behind the attacks. Yeah, yeah. So I mean and that detail alone in one of the Facebook updates again made us think it was a nation state something. I, exactly.
0: But I'm uh, in Russia again, but you know, maybe it's not. Or maybe it's just your average cyber criminal outfit from, you know, whatever part of the world
1: you I mean, I knows? guess they those cyber criminals do still exist. Yeah. It's not just all nation states, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's just crazy. Like when you think of Facebook getting breached in this manner that I mean it's not I, I don't want to say it's a it's a bad look for Facebook that it was just some some, you know, run of the mill spammers. Because again, we don't have all the details. Um but
1: frankly, I mean, the details of this breach for Facebook have been the most normal yeah out of anything I, I that Facebook's gone through. Like yeah. <laughs> the the Cambridge Analytical thing was just absurd. The all of the the misinformation, the election tampering, like yep. that stuff, that's just that's literally just hacking human brains through yep. Facebook. Yeah. Like those are weird and kind of novel sure. attacks. This is just we found a flaw we're going to steal some data and not just
0: that but a flaw like a specific flaw with like access tokens you know how many Hmm. of these have happened recently where where companies have realized that like whoops this this is being exposed or this can be intercepted or you know i mean it's you're right it's kind of it's run of the mill i guess compared to yeah you know everything else they've been through um I want to turn to the the breach reporting cuz you know we touched on it a little bit already but do you, I mean do you think that are, are is this the new normal where a company gets breached and it's just it's sort of constantly updated versions of events and and scope of damage and details and well we thought this but now this and you know stay tuned f- tomorrow for the next episode of you know yeah, I mean, Fa- Facebook breach or whoever, whatever brand name company.
1: From from everybody that I've talked to, it does seem like with the GDPR in effect, this is going to be the new normal because you have to report within three days. Yeah. And, you know, from I think even Alex Stamos, like when the news first came out, yeah, I think he said on Twitter that, you know, you're not going to actually get full information on this breach he for did. another month. Yeah. So – You know, you have the initial report and then the initial report of people wanting investigations, which are, of course, already underway, but they're going to say they want investigations because I guess that's their job. Yeah. And then you just get little bits of updates. And I don't, I mean, I guess it's something
0: down as time goes on or, yeah,
1: yeah, I guess I'm not sure that we're going to see this kind of over reporting or yeah. like overestimation that Facebook did. I think Facebook might have been in a more unique position with that. But I guess disclosing that quickly and bringing in outside investigations that quickly and not being able to kind of organize exactly what you're going to say, it's going to cause problems. But I also wonder if it, like, having the fbi in there like the the facebook directly mentioned a couple times that the that the fbi said we you know we've been told not to say something about you know who who might be behind the the attacks and things like that so just the way information is flowing out is very strange um I guess maybe it's just the new normal and it's just something we have to get used to and it might actually just be better because now we don't have to worry about just not knowing. Yeah. That, I mean, for example, Google Plus was breached in right. a very similar way. Yep. And Google decided nobody ever uses Google Plus, so we're just not going to tell anybody, <laughs> which is just the weirdest response yeah. possible. It I mean, and of course, they also shut down where they're going to shut down Google right, Plus, right. but I mean that was inevitable.
0: Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I I don't know what the. I don't know. I mean, there are ways around the GDPR seventy two hour deadline. Like you can you you can request additional time based on you know, uh, you know, you're investigating the incident, or you think that they're maybe the incident is still going on or I mean, I don't, I don't have the particulars in front of me, but there are, you know, some, some caveats to that. But yeah, you, you think about you're, you're faced with serious regulatory action, or you're faced with potentially, uh, I guess, putting out information that is excessively negative about your own company. And it's like, well, what do you, what do you do? You know, it, it's, you're in a bit of a, I guess, a rock and a hard place. Um, I don't know. I, it's, I guess on one hand, the way I look at this is, I mean, do, do most of the people that you know, do they know anything about this? Like the average user?
1: Uh, I don't spend a lot of time on Facebook anymore. Yeah. So people don't talk to me about Facebook because they know I don't pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, if this was, I mean, I know I, I, don't think my wife knew about it. Yeah. But I, mayb- maybe not the best test case there.
0: I, I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't use it that much either. But I, 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 be willing to bet that this reached very few people until they started putting an um for the people that they thought were might have been affected, um a notice that said you know you may have been affected. This is what happened. Cause initially they just, for the affected accounts, they just made them like log back in. I don't think most people saw the news about this. Uh, So I don't know that it hurt them in in any sort of tangible way to come out and say 50 million accounts, here's what we know thus far, and then come back. You know, like it didn't hurt their stock price. It didn't hurt their image. it It didn't send a bunch of people you know, Facebook users going, oh, my God, you know, the sky's is falling. I, again, I don't think most people probably saw yeah. this.
1: I um, think, yeah, I think I feel like the, the fallout from Cambridge Analytica was worse than this.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I I do think, though, so the, the news, I, I guess Facebook had come out and said, you know, there's no evidence that uh, these access tokens were used to um, uh, reach other people third-party um, application services companies that use Facebook's ID. This is an important part of this because when I read this again, I thought this is there's got to be something. There's got to be like a third-party component to this. They, they're going to find out down the road that, you know, so-and-so used these access tokens, use these Facebook IDs or Facebook accounts to get into other services. I feel like they would probably have a good inkling of whether or not that happened at this point, but they insist that yeah. – there's no evidence of that. I gotta tell you, I think they dodged a major bullet with that. They, they certainly did. And also, I,
1: I feel like the fact that there's no evidence that third-party apps were affected doesn't really help this idea that it was spammers behind it. Right. Because
0: that's a lot of data. That's a lot. I mean, that's that's, that's a missed opportunity if you're a cyber criminal to be able to use like those accounts and get into other services and i mean granted you can't do the same type of piggybacking that you could do with facebook where you get into one friend account and then another and but then
1: even just actually so they there's no evidence that any third party apps were accessed that doesn't necessarily mean that the the attackers didn't get a list of connected third true, party apps true. so that i mean just that list alone could be could be helpful i don't know
0: yeah no i mean but i I guess the 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 big question i have is and we talked about this offline before the podcast what does this mean for you know facebook as an identity provider because that's what they want to be i mean they are they are an identity provider i mean i talk with ping identity and other companies at you know identiverse or the cloud identity summit and they all kind of talk about how they're concerned about like number one, Facebook, but also Google as well, sort of becoming the de facto online identity provider. And that's where so many people are gonna have their, you know, their identity based and used as a, as a login to other services and applications. Like, so what do you think this means for, for them as a company? Like, because I'd be worried if I were them. I'd be seriously concerned. And I'd worry about the implications of something like GDPR with with this, with having that many fingers in mm-hmm. so many other pies. I just
1: yeah, I be, they they've always wanted to be that identity provider. Uh, they it feels like they've kind of pulled back on those ambitions recently, yeah. um, especially with Cambridge Analytica and all of that. Like the API because stuff, yeah. of because of all the issues that they've had, it. Does feel like they've kind of pulled back the scope of what they want Facebook to be, which I don't really know. Again, as a business, I don't know how that's going to work out for them because, as just as a basic social network, yeah, uh, I mean, mean, granted, they own Instagram, but Instagram's better than Facebook.
0: But all this is, don't you think all this is going to be integrated? I mean, they're already kind of doing that. At yeah, I mean point. the 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 Instagram founders
1: left, and it did not seem like a very uh, amicable. amicable. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So
0: not an amicable d- it, divorce. It
1: feels like there's some deeper integration with Instagram coming soon. So they could, they could potentially mess up Instagram. Yeah. Um, but I mean, even then, like, there's no other social network that comes close. Yeah. To Facebook or Instagram.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The volume there is just incredible, and. I mean, they are used as an identity provider with good reason. I mean, they, they do make it easy and people are logged in and they know they don't I don't think have, most people know they're the people. Yeah, they're, that they're that 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 Facebook identity is tagged to them even when they're not logged into Facebook like that's that's how powerful that is. Uh, last point. Because we were we got to wrap up, we can't talk about <laughs> Facebook all day, uh, even though we'd like to, but. I, I, we j- might be able to. We, we could. We could. Uh, Japan, you had mentioned uh, that uh, pr- prior to us entering Chernobyl that – oh, uh, two things. Oh, geez, uh, Man, we could talk about Facebook all day. So I, could, yeah. Uh, well, first let's go to Japan. They had asked uh, Facebook about um, – you know, they wanted more details, I yeah. guess, about whether j- uh, Japanese citizens were affected or not, which kind of brings up the question – how do they not know if they're?
1: Yeah, so according to the report that came out today, a top government um, official from Japan said that Facebook told them that Japanese users may have been affected. Mm. So I don't know if that's just a quirk in the reporting, maybe a quirk in translation. I don't know if if the if the top Japanese official was. Speaking English, I yeah. don't know what I like. There are a lot of, a lot of questions, but at the same time, we should know who is affected at sure. this point. Like even, I, I don't think there was ever confirmation that any EU citizens were affected. No. I think Facebook said there may have been, I guess. But and there's an investigation going. I guess I'll
0: go to bad for Facebook uh, in this regard and just say. Okay, thirty million or twenty-nine. Let's say that they were definitely, were sure that those accounts were accessed. Um, you can, I, I guess, you can start to search like by region and and you language. know language, language. But but does that does that tell you? I mean, you would have to segment that and say, all right, well, this person isn't just a resident; they're also a citizen. Um, mm. And I know, I know, like, like GDPR is EU, it's, it's a, it's a, right, it's not citizen, it's. Yeah, I think it's resident. Yeah, Yeah, you're living in that country. So it's a little different. Um, So I don't know, I guess I, if I were in their position, I might hedge and just say may rather than. And also just
1: because of the way the breach happened, the network effect, it's possible that it could have been relatively limited in terms of regional location. Yeah. Like, you know, if the, if the original 400,000 accounts that were breached in order to get the, the initial tokens, right. if those people live, you know, all in America, maybe, maybe there. are I mean, there's still a, a chance that they're, they know people outside of America, but yep. I mean, it could, it's possible.
0: Yeah. Th- there's a lot of moving parts, but I, I, I so the the uh, Japanese official also said, you know, we'd like. I, I'm paraphrasing here, but they they said something in effect of we'd like Facebook to improve.
1: Yeah, they wanted uh, an investigation. <laughs> they wanted improved pr- uh, privacy protections, and they wanted better communication with users. Which, I mean, personally, I feel like. Facebook has done an okay job at all of those things. I think they've done a good job. There's already an investigation in in place. Yeah. Uh, I I as far as protections, I mean they they fixed the bugs. Yep. Uh, I don't pretty know. quickly. Yeah, I'd, I'm not sure exactly what else they can do. <sighs> uh, I mean they can do more code audits to make sure that to see if they can find other bugs. I don't know, but
0: even that though, I mean they they have a lot of people on their. St- I, I yeah. don't think that's. I think this is just something that was a little obscure, and that they never sort of, you know, I never would have thought that view as would generate an access token that would, like, yeah,
1: that's a weird way to have that feature work.
0: Strange. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we were in here a few weeks ago, Peter and I, and I absolutely hammered Facebook over the two FA thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I re- that, that really with,
1: with good. Good reason. Yeah, I, feel I,
0: like. I really got upset about that. And I thought their transparency on that was was weak. Their justification for it was even weaker. And I I think all the criticism that they've got over using two FA numbers for advertising is is 100 justified. I think they've done a pretty good job here. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: yeah, I think I think generally the the feeling is that they've had a pretty good response to this. Yeah. Which makes it seem even more. Confusing, just the little discrepancies in reports and little things that it feels like people don't understand, or just the information isn't quite there. And then, you know, the the other breaking news that just happened earlier today that Facebook is apparently in the market to buy a quote major cybersecurity company. Sure, because sure, I mean they've got the money. They have the money. They have, uh, they have the reason to make it look like they're being really tough on security. But again, that goes back to what we were talking about before. It it feels like they had a good security team anyway.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: Uh, as far as we know, they still don't have a CISO to replace Alex Stamos. They need one. Um, but
0: but this acquisition that that wouldn't be like to take a uh a cybersecurity company and make it its internal security team. Like they, that would be an outward facing, like we're going to sell our security wares to you, you know, the users and customers of Facebook, I assume.
1: Because why would, why would anybody trust Facebook with that?
0: Well, Mike, (laughs) we could sit in here for another hour and, and try to figure that out. Um, I mean, a lot of people have asked this question, like, why do people keep trusting Facebook? I mean, I asked it a couple of weeks ago with the, with the 2FA thing. I I think that th- there's a bit of inertia that sets in, you know, and I, I think that, and also I think that a lot of people are just sort of getting desensitized to this at this point. Mm. Like, they expect companies to just kind of take as much data as they want, and if you're not paying for it, like, then it's kind of on you, which I, look, I. I don't entirely agree with, but I do think there is a little bit of truth to that. Like if you want mm-hmm. Google services, oh, I I, y- I know
1: exactly how much information
0: I give to Google yeah. on a yeah. daily basis. Yeah. So, and you know, y- you want stuff for free, you got to you got to pony up some some data. Um I don't know. I mean, it would be interesting to see who they buy and what they do with it. Uh I do think like yeah. you said,
1: for it to be an outward facing proposition, that that seems i don't know i don't know i don't I, know. that's what i think <laughs> they're going to do
0: i don't think they buy anything that's not going to generate revenue for them so mm. I i don't they do need to make money yeah clearly yeah free in- encryption apps ain't working for them uh <laughs> anyway um yeah well we should we should <laughs> i'm sure i'm
1: sure we'll be talking about this more once we actually know what's happening the yes the news did just come out that this was a plan but it did Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. no purchase goes through before this podcast is actually released. Right, that released. would be embarrassing. It wouldn't yeah. be
0: embarrassing. It would be unfortunate. Yeah. So, Fingers crossed. Uh, Mike, thank you for joining me in this conversation about Facebook and the Facebook breach and everything, I guess, security. Not everything, that everything's security, but a lot of stuff around the Facebook breach.
1: Yeah, great being here.
0: And thank you to the readers and listeners of Search Security. I'm Rob Wright, and we will see you next time.